Just orienting <coughs> your heart and mind towards stillness. into the gap between doing and being. Into the gap between searching and arriving. Welcoming whatever's here. <coughs> Welcoming whatever's within you. With presence, with kindness. This is such a rich time of year <clears throat> to move into stillness, into silence, into the crossing between worlds of darkness and light, the ending of one cycle, the ending of one passing revolution of the sun, ending of one year ending of many things and hanging, resting, being in the transition zones in the birthing in the renewal in the allowing for regeneration rebirth for the next cycle As one writer puts it, we're not fully able to say hello until we're fully able to say goodbye. Can't fully welcome what's here if we haven't also been able to let go.
So this time of year is such a rich for kind time for going inside, going within. <coughs> seeing what wants to arise out of that fertile place. In our bodies, in our breath, in our movements, in our dance, in our solitude, in our community, in our play. Maybe just taking a moment to <clears throat> tune into any aspiration or intention for your day today. What draws you here? <coughs> what pulls you to the theme of beginnings and endings, stillness and movement? death and rebirth. Good morning and welcome, everybody. So nice to see so many of you, so many familiar faces and new faces and wise faces and beautiful faces and happy faces and sad faces. And the whole range of human experience is here and will flow through this room today. And I'm completely delighted and honored to be here with friend, colleague, teacher, Ben Marty, who is a beautiful being, beautiful teacher, founder of Soul Motion. The second time we've played together. Sophomore jinx. <laughs> Sophomore jinx, what does that mean? Well, usually it's just the thing to watch out for. <laughs> when you think you've got it, you know, figured you got it out. down, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll be playing sophomore tricks on me today? No. <laughs> Do you want to use a mic? Are you mic'd? Oh, no, I'm not. Are you using oh, a mic? Okay. Yeah. Is this mine? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that would work. No, no, this is you, have to, you have to press a little button at the end of it. That's yeah. it, yeah, press that. No, no, press the top one. Good morning. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hmm. So this is, this is starting to become a little tradition here at Spirit Rock of these days of meditation, movement, 
dance and play and a little ecstasy thrown in here and there and a wanton abandon and a lot of fun and exploration and inquiry as we sit and move between stillness and movement and uh, I started teaching these days, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight years ago um, with good friend Laurie Salzman, who's a wonderful mm -hmm. Five Rhythms teacher, and did those for many years, and, and then uh, last year asked Vin if he would be kind enough to share his great teaching of soul motion and his presence, and so we had lots of, got up to lots of mischief, Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's really, really beautiful day. So, so we're back in business. Um, <laughs> up to something. So, uh, I feel like I'm representing winter <laughs> over here. Uh, darkness. <laughs> the descent. <laughs> if you look cold, looking at me, it's because I'm cold. <laughs> I'm. Suffering from a bad cold, so mm. I'm kind of all nestled up and just don't come too close. Close, but not too close. Um, and this is <laughs> sunlight over here, spring. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, between the two of us, we'll make some sort of a hole. We'll some get sort there, of a hole. We'll get there, yeah. yeah. So I want to say a few words about the theme, and then we'll share a few words, and then we'll get you up from the floor mm. and moving and see what else wants to happen here. Mm. So um, recently, uh, I think, were you, at the, were you at Michael's talk? You Michael's no, talk. I didn't make it. So I was at a talk um, by Michael Mead, uh, whose new book called Why the World Isn't Going to End, <laughs> or Won't End. <laughs> You know, mm. in response to all these you know, prophecies or the interpretation mm. of the prophecies of the Mayan calendar and other, other ones, that the world isn't going to end. We happen to have survived <laughs> that particular one. And um, what I liked about his talk, there were many things I liked about his talk and his teaching, but um, he talked about the, the, un the correct understanding of the word apocalypse or the root meaning of that, which is actually apocalypsis, which, is really, which means it's a transition zone between dissolution and destruction mm. and emergence. And uh, many times in our lives and in social history, we're at times of apocalypsis, where there's great social change, where there's upheaval and there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty. And old structures are crumbling and dissolving, as it feels like they are. And in the middle, it feels like chaos. Mm. Anybody felt that in your life? <laughs> Old things falling apart, relationships, work, security, things you thought you knew for sure and now you realize you didn't have a clue about. Um, and that's a very fertile, fecund, rich mm. terrain. It's often, it's often characterized by the descent, by descent into the, into the dark, into the unknown, mm. which I'm symbolizing here. Um, <laughs> Mm. Um, and into, uh, yeah, into the darker places in ourselves, <coughs> darker places in our lives. And out of those, you know, out of the, out of the, the seeds of, of, the, of the winter, 
you know, begin to emerge the seeds of spring, as we're seeing. You know, spring is already mm. bursting through, at least the, the, mm. the beginnings of that re-emergence, regeneration, renewal. So, so I want to explore some of those themes today, what your relationships are to endings, mm. to dissolving, to the end of the year, to cycles ending, to, to relationships ending, to identities, whatever it is that we've clung to that no longer seem relevant. What happens in the unknown? How do you stand in the unknown? How do you rest with that sense of not knowing who you are and where you're going, the insecurity? And not an easy place for any of us. You know, in, in, in meditation practice and Dharma practice and Buddhist practice here, you know, there's a very strong emphasis on, uh, on presence, on awareness, on being with what is, on meeting this experience as it shows up, as it reveals itself, which is really greeting the beginnings, greeting the arisings, greeting what's being asked to be known here, um, meeting the invitation. And I think it's always a good question to ask, what is, what, is, what is being invited of us to be felt, to be known, to be understood, to be realized, to be integrated, to be assimilated? And for each one of that's, that's different. And as we enter these transition zones, sometimes the intensity of those questions gets stronger. So one of the things I love about this practice, so I've been doing various movement practices, mindful movement practices, five rhythms, slow motion, different other practices for about a dozen years, and I love both the embodiment that comes through the dance. I love the embodiment that comes through this meditation practice also. Um, but I love how it pulls me into meeting what's here. You know, for me, that's how I understand mindfulness practices, how we meet this moment, how we meet this feeling, this sense of transition, this chaos, this darkness, this beauty, this love, this joy, this presence, and not be lost somewhere else. You know, of course, that's the challenge with being human, is we're, we're pulled to these different places by the mind, into great fantasies and imaginations of the future, revisiting and reworking our past so it feels better. <clears throat> doesn't work, but you know, we like to do that, tidy up the house back there. <laughs> the poet Hafiz put it this way, What do sad people have in common? It seems like they built a shrine to the past, and often go there and do a strange wo- wild and worship. And what is the beginning, a strange wail and worship. What is the beginning of mm-hmm. happiness is not to be so religious like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop being so religious like that. So we're, we're religious, we're holy to our mind. You know, we're, we're very devoted to our mind, and uh, it takes us away from Fairy lights. I mean, who wouldn't want to be present to fairy lights and Christmas lights? I mean, how delightful. I love it. I love Christmas here. I always vote for keeping them all year, you know, make it like an Indian temple and more the merrier. So just to notice today as, you, as we go through these transitions, like even now, this is, we're in the beginning of the beginning. How do you relate to beginnings? You're like impatient to get to like the, the, the heart of it. Like, come on away, let's move, let's, you know, merit to something. Right? Do you come late because you can't stand that beginning time? Do you go to sleep? Is this, is this your favorite time because it always feels fresh and juicy and new and the endings, like you check out in the afternoon, you leave early? 
So how would it be to meet the preciousness of this moment? Yeah, this is a wonderful opportunity we have to be here to, together today. This will be completely unrepeatable experience. So mindfulness and the meditation practices will support that quality of presence, as does the movement. (coughs) We bring the presence into the movement, and the movement feeds the sitting, and it's this beautiful reciprocal moving dance between these different forms that are ultimately not different, they're just different expressions of presence. Stillness, movement, dancing, play, silence, connection, solitude. And it just movements, and we, we, we rest in the awareness that is able to hold all of that. We rest in the heart that can embrace it with love, with, with affection. This is a poem from Ellen Bass, If You Knew. What if you knew you'd be the last to touch someone? Mm-hmm. If you were taking tickets, for example, at the theater, Tearing them, giving back the ragged stubs, you might take care to touch that palm Mm. or Mm. press your fingertips into the crease of a lifeline. Mm. When a man pulls his wheeled suitcase too slowly through the airport, or when the car in front of me doesn't signal, or when the clerk at the pharmacy won't say thank you, I don't remember they're going to die. A friend told me she'd been with her aunt. They just had lunch with, and the waiter... A young gay man with plum black eyes joked as he served the coffee, kissed her aunt's powdered cheek when they left. Then they walked half a block and her aunt dropped dead on the sidewalk. Mm. How close does the dragon's spume have to come? How wide does the crack in heaven have to split? Mm. What would people look like if we could see them as they are soaked in honey? stung and swollen, reckless and pinned against time. What if, what would people look like if we could see them as they are, soaked in honey, stung and swollen, reckless and pinned against time? Mm. So we're all pinned against time here. Mm. Never know exactly how long we're going to be pinned against time and the time is going to run out. So just to take a moment to reflect for yourselves, what happens for you, what is your relationship between transitions, between the endings of endings and the beginnings of beginnings, of that uncertain middle ground where we're not quite sure who we are, where we're going, what we're supposed to be doing, what we're doing here. Maybe the end of a, of a significant loss, the, about to birth into something new. Mm-hmm. I want to read some words from John Donahue, who writes beautifully in this book, Bless the Spaces Between Us, about beginnings. Beautiful Irish poet and writer. Perhaps beginnings make us anxious because we did not begin ourselves. Others began us. 
being conceived and born, we eventually enter upon ourselves, already begun, already there. Instinctively, we grasp onto and continue within the continuity in which we find ourselves. Indeed, our very life depends directly on continuous acts of beginning. But these beginnings are out of our hands, they decide themselves. This is true of our breathing and our heartbeat. Beginning precedes us, creates us, and constantly takes us to new levels and places and people. There is nothing to fear in the act of beginning. More often than not, it knows the journey ahead better than we, better than we ever could. Perhaps the art of harvesting the secret riches of our lives is best achieved when we place profound trust in the act of beginning. There can be no new growth if we do not remain open and vulnerable to what is new and different. I have never seen anyone take a risk for growth that was not rewarded a thousand times over. And he goes on to say there's a lovely phrase in Ireland where they say, um, in in Old Ireland anyway, he said, uh, it goes, um, a, a good beginning is half the work. If you can just get to the beginning of something, you're already halfway there, because the beginning is often the hardest place to, to put one's foot on the path, to take that step, to reach out. So, um, in, in, in deep uh, meditation practice, we can see beginnings and endings are coming and going every moment, every breath, every thought, every step. There's also a beginning and ending. We can... Like when you're paying attention to your breath later, mm-hmm. do you notice more the beginnings, the arisings, or do you notice the passing away? Right? For the in-breath to come in, we have to be releasing the out-breath. To feel a releasing of the out-breath, we need to let go of the in-breath. So every moment there's this dance. You know, nature shows us beautifully the, the arisings, the beginnings and the endings. So it's very poignant, very touching. Mm-hmm. To feel that there's that poignancy, that aliveness, and also the, the vulnerability, the incredible vulnerability to live in this world where we're constantly uh, living with this sense of beginning and ending, beginning and ending. So one thing I want to speak to um, that, that comes up for me in this theme um, is, is, the, is the more challenging places that, that arise in the endings, when things fall apart, when things feel uncertain and un, un, unknowable. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, the chaos, the terror, I'm going to be alone, I'm going to be confused, I'm going to be separated, I'm going to end up homeless, I'm going to be unloved, all the different ways we can just fall into this dark well of despair. And again, that's one of the fertile places. It's like life seems to, I remember once I was was deep in my spiritual Buddhist journey and I was on my way to become a monk in Asia and I had a very big, very healthy, puffed up spiritual ego. Um, and you know what happens when you have one of those, life will come along and give you a great big slap and say, well, take a look at this, smart ass, <laughs> which it did. <laughs> and and my, the, the rug of my life got pulled out from under me and I felt like I lost everything in a certain way, health, 
direction, faith. Uh, the, a lot of the old just had to crumble away. Was working with a lot of trauma and, and despair, and and it was also the most vital time of my life. It was the place I most grew, and and I, my heart shattered open. Mm-hmm. And it was what began the journey of living into the heart, which mm-hmm. hadn't at that time really been fully developed. So um, this is a Native American story that speaks to this. Mm-hmm. So in this part of the story, there's a scene mm-hmm. where the black dog of chaos pulls apart the beautiful weaving that represents the garment of the earth, earthly mm-hmm. world. So there's an old woman who's weaving the world, and the scene where there's a black dog of chaos pulls apart the beautiful weaving that represents the garment of the earthly world. Then the old woman who wove the garment sits down, breathes, and before the tangled mess that is all that remains of her lengthy creative effort, she contemplates the great unraveling. This is the, the, the dive into the descent, the, the meeting it with openness. Then she picks up a loose thread and begins to weave again, as she handles the thread, a new design appears in her imagination, and she feels certain that this will be the most beautiful garment ever sewn. So there she is in the midst of her chaos, being ripped apart by the shadow, the unconscious darkness. And in that, being able to stay present, she's able to see, in the ending, she's able to see the beginning. It's a beautiful line from the Gnostic Gospels from um, uh, Jesus, where he says, if you know the beginnings, you will, if you know the endings, you will also see the beginnings. In the beginnings, you will understand the mm. endings. Mm. So they're, not, they're, they're completely uh, connected. And so maybe you can play with that, that, that interplay of, is there really, you know, from one perspective in time, there's a relative beginning and a relative ending. From another perspective, it's all of a piece. It's all of a piece. So, and I'll finish with this poem and then, and then offer you some reflections. So, this is a poem about, as we go into these um, transitions and these more difficult places, what can emerge, just like in the Native American story. She says, uh, this is Rashani, mm. There is a brokenness out of which comes the unbroken, a shatteredness out of which blooms the unshatterable. There is a sorrow beyond all grief which leads to joy, and a fragility out of whose depths emerges strength. There is a hollow space too vast for words through which we pass with each loss, out of whose darkness we are sanctioned into being. There is a cry deeper than all sound whose serrated edges cut the heart as we break open to the place inside which is unbreakable (coughs) and whole. So I just got back from teaching down at Esalen yesterday, and um, there was a there's a woman on the course who she kept talking about how she'd from, for the last 16 years managed to create this perfect life for herself, and everybody thought she had the perfect life. At least that's what she thought. You know, where she wasn't experiencing pain, there was no difficulty, there was no suffering. She had the perfect house and husband and kids, and you know you know where the story's going, right? <laughs> this is not. This is not. Sustainable, right. and <laughs> she. What she'd done is she'd she'd basically shrunk her life down so small. Anything that in any way c- 
cause ripple or pain or distress, you just cut it out. Whether it was friendships, or situations, or anything. So her life became very, 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 very narrow. And then um, it was when her son got diagnosed with Asperger's, and the stress and the distress of all that, suddenly the whole thing just cracked open, and she saw what a tiny world she created, and what a miserable world she created for everybody. And how that was, that was the beginning of an emergence. You know, that was actually a great blessing for everything to fall apart. Add anything before you sit? You could probably add a lot. A lot, you but do. I won't. <laughs> you said a lot. I, I want to say um, yes. I do. <laughs> Hi everyone. Good morning. Um, thank you for showing up, for taking the time to be with Mark and I, and for uh, many of you who will be looking at movement uh, as not a regular practice. Um, welcome. You're in the right place. Um, when Mark talked about the gap, uh, that place between the out-breath, the in-breath, between one thing ending and another beginning and arising, that's very powerful in our work. Very powerful. That sankti, that place of knowing nothing, that place of allowing mystery to take you, that place of being patience. Hmm? Teresa of Avila reminds me to be fearful of nothing. No? No, that no thing hmm, make me fearful. Right? Right? And she goes on to talk about patience. Right? No thing make me afraid. Right? All things are passing. But patience, patience, waiting. In our practice, I'm going to invite you often to do no thing, right? to wait to allow the dance to move you as life wants to move you, as the living world in the movement moment wishes to move you. What happens, of course, as Mark talked about in many of those stories, is I think I know what's better, based usually on my fear or some history. You know, I know what the future will be because of this is how it's happened. In our movement practice, we have an opportunity to watch that to hang out in nowhere, you know, to be the real nowhere man, you know, and woman. So I offer that to you this morning. And I do want to just state, just so we all know, um, life is uneven. (laughs) And everything is just fine. (laughs) Perfect. So we know about this unevenness. And can we adapt as well this notion that it's just fine. That's, that's our dance. So I'm, I'm looking very forward to, uh, as we continue to um, move and be still. I'll have some more to say um, as we get going, but thank you. So let's do some sitting together. You've already been sitting down for a while, so why don't we all stand and just stretch a little and... Get whatever you need for some sitting meditation. I should turn the music off because I think it's followed by like, you know, in a God of the View. <laughs> you know, that's what would happen, right? Let's <laughs> just turn the mic off. Oh.
or finding a comfortable place to sit. ending wanting to happen, a bathroom thing. So there's a cartoon that sort of fits with this theme a little bit of beginnings and endings. There's three captions. The first caption, the history of man. The second caption is a guy, a little thought bubble, and he's kind of scratching his chin, thinking, what the hell is happening here? The last caption, the end. (laughs) So we're in that awkward place between birth and death. And trying to figure it out, like, what the hell is happening? Fairy lights and meditation and cough drops and people. Are they all as weird as I am? So are some reflections for you today in both your meditation and the rest of the day. What if this was the end? What if the world was going to end? Which of course it is. Our world is shortly going to end. Certainly going to end. (laughs) Not today. Not today. Michael Mead has this great book about it's not going to end. It, it, we'll get a few books on tape. Mama's not going away. So that's how we feel about endings, right? This, that's just like 
the no bullshit response. Like, for real, I hate it. It sucks. I don't want anything ever to end. Stay around. <laughs> I don't want anything new either. It's too threatening and scary and intimidating, and I don't know. Sure, for many of you, this might be new. This may be a beginning. How many, how many of you are new here at Spirit Rock? And new to meditation, new, new for a day of meditation and dance. Yeah, and how many people are new to slow motion and movement practice? Yeah, so a lot of beginnings today, wonderful. So you get to explore what, what that's what, how, how, you, how you are going into that. You know, in Buddhism, there's a, a teaching called Beginner's Mind, which is where we welcome that quality of childlike curiosity where we enter something with that state, without the state of thinking that we know what it is. Because as soon as we know, as soon as we think we know what something is, we've killed it. It's dead. It's the past. It's, it's memory. It's history. We're not meeting this fresh vitalness of this thing. So see if you can bring, let go of that mind that thinks it's going to know, it knows what's going to happen today. You've done all this meditation movement stuff, la, 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 la. Because you've never done this day, you've never been here in this moment with these people and with you, and <coughs> so it's really giving ourselves the gift of um, life to, to experience it freshly as it is, versus some idea that's really old. So, some reflections before we sit and take into the sit. What are you holding on to or resisting that is ending? How do you hold kindly the pain of loss and ending? <coughs> is there something that is wanting to end that will give birth for a new beginning? What wants to be birthed? How does the body know beginnings and endings? How does the breath know beginnings and endings? What is your relationship to the unknown? How do you stand in the unknown? <coughs> what are you welcoming? How do you welcome the darkness, the unknown, the difficult? What do you need to say goodbye to in order to say hello? For instance, we may want to love ourselves, we, want, we may want that to be the new beginning, but for that to be the beginning, there has to be some understanding of what gets in the way of that, and some releasing, perhaps, of self-judgment or self-hatred. So, taking the lens of attention inward, Closing the eyes. What is being birthed in this moment? What, are, what is arising in your experience that is known in awareness? It's coming into being. It may be the next breath, the next inhale 
feeling the fullness of the inhale, what is passing away as we speak, the exhale, a sensation, a sound. So our experience is a waterfall, ebbing and flowing, coming and going. And we rest in awareness, we rest in a mindful attention, simply present to the coming and going of our breath. Good place to really sense into that movement of beginning and ending. We can rest in the awareness of our body and all the different sensations, the tinglings, energy, pulsing, heartbeat, stiffness, achy, crampy, heat, coolness, pressure, all these things coming and going. Lightness, heaviness, itchiness, calm. the comings and goings of feelings, joy, sadness, happiness, peace, boredom, restlessness, calm, stillness. Resting in the still point of awareness present to the coming and the going of the breath, coming and the going of sensations, do we hold on to what we like, do we try to reject what we don't like, do we interfere with this natural flow of beginnings and endings, or can we meet it, move with it? And mostly today, noticing when the attention has become absorbed in thinking. It takes us away from just the simplicity of being here, sitting, breathing, sensing, feeling, listening. Notice that you've wandered and gently returning again and again, perhaps starting with meeting the next beginnings of breath sensation.
If you notice the attention's wandering, which is quite natural, bring the awareness closer to the breath. Really immerse and permeate the attention to the sensations of the in-breath, the out-breath. Feeling and sensing the breath pulsing in your body. Let that tether your attention to the moment.
or in the last minute or so. <clears throat> so we transition from meditation to non-meditation, or meditation sitting to moving meditation. And just noticing relationship to endings. Is there a feeling, oh no, I'm loving this stillness. Oh hallelujah, I can finally move. Notice how we often leave the ending of something to anticipate the arrival of something. Can we stay right where we are and allow whatever wants to unfold to meet us? We welcome it versus going out to seek it. Meditation mindfulness is a practice of receiving, receptivity, allowing. So we're going to transition from sitting to standing to moving. So first what we need to do is uh, gather all of our little empire that we've already created here and uh, pick it all up and take your cushions and bottles and stuff to the side. And if you'd like, if you're in a chair, please take your chairs and fold them back in the corner over there. And then when you've done that, just find a place, a space in the room. Come, in, come into a <coughs> place of standing meditation. into the space in the room. So as you find your space, give yourself to it. Allow yourself 
to just be there, watching your anticipation. And go ahead and face the front of the room, and the front of the room is everywhere, so just face the front of the room. And let these words move through you, as if the whole surface of your body were able to listen. What it would be like to listen to these words from your back body, perhaps from the back of your knees. Hear the words of the dancing God. Hear the words of the dancing God, the music of whose laughter stirs the winds, whose voice calls the seasons. I, who am the Lord of the hunt and the power of the light, sun among the clouds and the secret of the flame, I call upon these bodies to arise and come unto me. For I am the flesh of the earth and all its beings. Through me all things must die, and with me are reborn. Let my worship be in the body that sings. Let my worship be in the body that sings. For behold, all acts of willing sacrifice are my rituals. Let there be desire and fear, anger and weakness, joy and peace, awe and longing within you, for these two are part of the mysteries found within yourself, within me. All beginnings have endings, all endings have beginnings. So noticing how it is to be standing, maybe take a moment to close your eyes if you can hold your balance. If not, just keep your eyes down. And feel into this form, this beginning form, posture. Transitioning from sitting to standing. From being more nestled on the earth to upright reaching towards the heavens. Perhaps listening to what the body wants to do in this moment. Maybe it doesn't want to stand so still. Maybe the head wants to roll. Shoulders rotate. The hips swivel. The knees soften. hands to play, so in tuning to this sense, like Rumi says in the beginning of the guest house, this being human is like a guest house every morning a new arrival, so really every moment is a new arrival, every moment there's an impulse, there's an intention that wants to express itself in some way. It's to move, stretch, pulse, stay still, resist, open, contract, full, empty. So just noticing the, the pulsation of beginnings. 
the bubbling up of intentions, the bubble up of a wish, the bubble up of the way the hand moves in front of you. It's a beginning, beginning, middle, and ending, beginning, middle, and ending. So, and I'd like to just take this, this principle into beginning to move in the room. But before you do that, just to, again, stepping, standing, walking, very beautiful, simple, ordinary, and also sacred act. So, um, as you begin to step, take a little step as you begin to move the body with this amazing motion of legs and knees swiveling and ankles reaching and heel tapping and soul pressing and toes clenching and heel lifting. Again, feel the incredible beginning, middle and ending of those movements. There's always beginnings and endings, beginnings and endings. You can give all your attention to the ending, to the placing of the foot, and that at some point will dissolve into the beginning of the sensation of the foot lifting. And it's a dance, it's a ballet, it's art. It's a temple in motion. And the, the stepping may be wanting to be accompanied by movements, other movements of the hands, the arms, the swiveling of the torso, spiraling, bending, tucking, turning. But again, just staying more with this sense of what's arising and fading each moment. What's coming into your awareness? A sensation, a feeling, a sight, a person, the ground, the bones of the feet, the lifting of the leg, the heaviness of the gluteus maximus, the density of the heel bone, the lightness of your head swiveling. This is a dance. This is a this is meditation and movement, mindfulness in action. As we bring that quality of presence, noticing the birthing, the staying, the dissolution. What happens when your foot leaves the floor? Do you feel sad that you no longer have that contact with the floor? Or do you feel delight? Oh, my, my other foot's just touched the ground again. It's a whole new world opens up. Oh, and I have to let that go. And then something else is taking its place. I can now feel my hand stretching up to the sky. Arising and passing. Birth and death. This flow of movement. meeting it all with a kind presence. And if you like, you can let your body move a little more around the room or not. I'll stay more still or not. 
just continue this deep listening. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.